What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tyron Johnson, and we in season three, and we talking about financial literacy. Last episode, we talked about why athletes go broke. So since we talked about that, one of the solutions we said was we want athletes to learn financial literacy. So let me give the basics of financial literacy. This episode is going to be called Financial Literacy 101. Once again, this information could be used by anybody, not just athletes. So let me get into it, right? I didn't know anything about financial literacy. The most I was taught was to save. When I was young, I came up from a a family that wasn't very affluent. We wasn't struggling. We had everything that we needed pretty much everything that we wanted, but we wasn't building generational wealth. No, I didn't have no money left to me. No one was giving me money to make decisions. I wasn't taught how to do things to make money decisions. So even if I don't have the money when my kids come, I can still give them information on how to get the bag. My parents were surviving, and they were damn good at it, And we had everything that we needed. But that's not the only life. There's a different life out there. A lot of people are financially literate and they understand how to leave wealth for generations to come. So with the amount of money that we make in a first world country, you you guys got to be financially literate. Because you can leave a ton of money for your generations If you just know what to do with it. So financial literacy is the ability to use knowledge and skills to manage financial resources effectively for a lifetime of financial well-being. There are five key components of financial literacy. Earn, spend, save and invest, borrow and protect. First one, we're going to talk about earn. Understanding your paycheck. Before you can start spending, saving, and investing, you need to know how much money you make. Take a good look at your paycheck to identify gross and net income. And note any other deductions such as employer-sponsored health insurance or retirement plan. So an employer might tell you, yo, you're making 10 bands a month. Just like in France, they might tell you that you signed for 10000 a month. But they didn't count the taxes. They didn't count some 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 companies invest your money in insurance. Some of you guys got child support. Some of you guys got money going into your 401ks. You have to deduct all of that from your gross income. And whatever you get from that, that's your net income. That's your net. So your gross is how much you make. Your net is how much you keep. How much you go home with, right? So understand that first because a lot of people will say, oh, I make $10,000, but going home was five. And they're like, whoa, where all the money going? Well, you got to pay attention to what's going on. You got to pay attention to where the deductions are coming from. Next is spend. You got to create a personal budget. A personal budget is just a plan for how you want to spend your money 
but it's also the most useful tool for achieving your financial goals. Now, once you set some goals, we set goals in life to achieve, to become a pro athlete, to become a CEO, to become a barber, hairstylist, whatever the case may be. Same with our money. We got to set goals for our money. How much money do you need to retire tomorrow? Find that number. There's a community called Fire Community. And um, they helped me along my way. I met some people called Our Rich Journey. I was in Portugal. I actually met up with the guy of mine. And we just talked. And, you know, I studied their website. I, I bought their master class. And I just educated myself on because they retired at 39 and 40. And they were making far less money than I was making. So I'm like, I got to figure out what they was doing. So understand, find that number that you might need to retire tomorrow. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to get to that number, but it's just a goal. Create certain goals. Once you create your goal, you can create your budget to achieve that goal. So the most common form of a, of a budget is the 50, 30, 20 rule. I said this in the last podcast. The 50, 30, 20 rules is 50% of your money is your survival money. Your rent can only be according to this 50%. That includes food, your phone bills or any other bills, your insurance. That includes all of the things that you need to survive, car notes, whatever. Your 30% is that's your clothes, that's your going out, that's your movies, that's your candy, that's your that's your splurge money, that's your watches, that's your change. The other 20% is you saving. You saving and investing 20% of that money. Save up an emergency fund of three to six months. If you're an athlete, especially an overseas basketball player, I would suggest that you save at least a year. In case you get injured, you can take care of yourself for a year. But for the normal person, save at least three to six months of emergency once you save up your three to six months depending on what you want after that invest every dollar take them 20 percent and invest that money in real estate invest that money in stocks or your own business yes there are risks that come with investing but that's how your money grows because if you get eight percent of that money back it's passive income in a bank account, you're getting 0.0001. I don't know the percentage, but you're not making no money in your bank. You put $30,000 in that bank, in 10 years, that bank might give you $200, if that. You put $30,000 and get 8% return on that money, totally different. You do the math, right? So that's what a budget does. A budget gives you freedom. A budget... Relieve stress. You can spend how you want to spend because you know where every dollar is going. You don't have to think about money. You can just pull out your card, buy whatever you want because you know once you get to this number, it's over. All right. Next is saving. I just talked about it a little bit. Just went over it. Got to determine your financial goals. Saving for emergency fund. Setting aside, setting aside some money is designated is a designated emergency fund. That will give you the peace of mind in case anything happens. You don't know what's going to happen. Oil, you might need an oil change. You might have a blowout. You might uh, get robbed and you need some quick emergency funds. It's the amount of money you need to survive for like at least three to six months. 
whatever you're spending every month, make get that amount. So if your bills is $2,000 a month, you should save at least $6,000 before you start investing. All right? You got a plan for retirement. Experts agree. Experts say that the earlier you start saving for retirement, the better. Now, this is big because I know a lot of parents that retire and they don't have no bread. A lot of people retire with $7,000 to their name. 60, 65 years old, how are you going to live to 90 of $7,000? Well, a lot of people start turning to their kids and expecting their kids to take care of them. But what if their kids have their own family? You don't want to be a burden to anyone. So you want to take care of your money while you're young. The younger you start investing in your retirement, the better. It's a whole lot different when you start investing at 23 and at 33. Me investing in my retirement today won't compare to a kid that's investing in their retirement at 23 because of compound interest. That not not the amount of not the the time you get in the market, but the amount of time you're in the market. The longer you're in the market, the better. This is a time thing. Right? You want to be able to live your natural life and be dependent on yourself. Saving for a big purchase. Whether you're hoping to buy a car, a home, or pay for graduate school, the sooner you start saving, the less you have to put aside each month. Get that out of the way soon. If you know you're going to live in uh, Camden, Texas for the next 30, 40 years for the rest of your life, buy a crib. If you're more of an expat, rent. But put that money aside to so that you know that you're saving up for something big. Because the most important, the most expensive bill most of us have is housing, then cars. So take care of that first. You know, pay off your personal debt. Most people have some kind of debt, whether that's student loans, credit card, debt, or both. Listen. This is the robbery of, of wealth, debt. You can't get nowhere if you owe people. If you make $200,000 and you owe people $100,000, well, you made $100,000. See, people have $30,000 in the bank, but $300,000 worth of debt. And they'll think that they're doing well, but they're really, their net worth is worth Negative $260,000. That's what debt do. And debt like credit card debt and car debt is two of the worst debt. House debt is not such a bad debt. But car debt and credit card debt, that's because you live in an inflated lifestyle. You want to buy a Mercedes Benz that's costing you four or $500 a month plus insurance Plus maintenance, that's too much money. That's you can invest that seven, eight hundred dollars every month. Some people take out loans on video games. Some people take out loans on clothing. People take out loans on everything, and that's what keep you from growing your net worth. 
Next is borrow. Credit cards, loans, and your credit score. Even if you're a diligent saver, at some point you may have to borrow money to cover a large expense like a home or a car. In general, the higher your credit score, the less interest you'll be charged. But let's talk about debt one second before we get to, to the credit card. But I followed the Dave Ramsey snowball effect. I started taking these one little thing, these debt. I went into huge debt by making dumb purchases. And I started taking the smallest things that I could have paid off, and I paid them off as soon as I got the money. And what happened was I started, that started being like a celebration. Boom, I paid this off, I paid this off, I paid this off. Now every month, well, after I funded my emergency fund, every month I just see my net worth rising, 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 rising. Because I have no debt. Nothing is taken away from it. It's just rising. That's the power of debt. You can see your net worth rise every month. Now, when it comes down to borrowing money, we all we always got to talk about you can be the best saver you want, but if you want to buy a house for $500,000, you might have to borrow that money. But if your credit score is good, you won't get a bad interest rate. And interest rate is how loaners make their money. If you got bad credit, the interest rate is going to be higher. If you got good credit, the interest rate is going to be lower. So people buy these homes for two, three hundred thousand dollars, but if they got an interest rate of seven percent, they're paying way more than two hundred thousand dollars because their credit is bad. How your credit become bad is by you not paying your bills, you being late, you going ghost, things like that, putting your name on other people's uh, leases, and they're not paying the bills. It messes up your credit. They can't trust you. People don't trust you, so they tr- put a high interest rate on you which in turn gives them more money. It's more risk from them because you're a risky person. More risk, more return. Less risk, less return. That's just how it go. So, in conclusion, financial literacy, one-on-one, create a monthly budget. That's your stress-free relief right there. Start an emergency fund. That's your protection. Make a plan for retirement. That's how you become self-sustainable. Make a plan to get out of debt. That's how you grow your network. Determine your credit score and learn how to improve it. That's how you use other people's money to get the things that you want. Now, also, Dave Ramsey said, don't don't go in debt at all. He don't believe in debt, but I don't agree with this. He had some issues. He went broke, so now he's totally against debt. I disagree. Robert Kiyosaki is all for debt. Robert Kiyosaki is the writer of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Use other people's money, just have good money habits. If you got good money habits, you can use other people's money to get what you need. Right? So that's my financial literacy 101 course. (laughs) If you guys know anything, you guys think I'm stupid, look, I'm not a financial advisor. Disclaimer. I'm going to put this at the beginning of the video. I'm not a financial advisor at all. I'm just giving you my experiences and the things that I've learned. All right. So please like and subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Share this with your friends. You're listening to this on the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please leave a review. Please subscribe to the pod. Share it with your friends. Besides that, man, you got to make them pay every day so that you can live a truth life. And I'm out.